Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. This is Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. We're so glad that you're joining us on this week's uh, podcast. We're going to—we've been continuing in Lent, um, and uh, Dave gave a great message uh, this weekend. I uh, Again, I'm going to gush on Dave for a sec. Uh, it's really fun to be, like, in the, in the community and, like, watching Dave preach and listening to Dave preach— and how Dave takes these concepts that are very difficult to navigate, and it's just like, here you go. <laughs> and then I'm like, awesome. <laughs> That's so great. Like, that makes sense. As opposed to when I try to talk about things, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, but um, so I, I'm excited. We were in Romans 5 this week, um, continuing uh, Romans with Paul. Um, and you know, some of the concepts, but one of the main concepts we talked about was affliction. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to get into that with Dave today. Um, and without further ado, uh, I like the one light bulb better. You like that better. Yeah. I think it, I think it looks better. Uh, two is too bright and it takes too long to do, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Dave, so, uh, kind of like walk us through a little bit. Wow. Now you're, you're <laughs> so, so you want me to preach again? <laughs> Just, no, start no, just start the conversation because everybody that watches this knows that like i'm gonna talk at some <laughs> point you know so well the the kind of one of the big points i think of this of this section uh which was um romans 5 1 through 11 yeah uh one of the big points is about affliction um and as we read this letter to that paul wrote to the romans um i think it's important um, to remember, you know, Paul's kind of background and Paul's journey. Mm -hmm. um, and so when he's talking about affliction, he's, he's writing to Christians who, uh, who are in Rome, uh, who are trying to figure out what being a Christian means. Paul's been on that journey and been in communities where they've been trying to figure out what being a Christian means. Mm -hmm. And so Paul is, 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 uh, has set himself up for just this conversation with the church in Rome. He's been through it all. Uh, he's seen kind of the, 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 the bumps in the road. He knows how to navigate those things. He's kind of figured it out right. um, on the way. Not, not to say that he had all that figured out to begin with, but his, his theology Romans is one of the last, uh, we believe is his last um, uh, letter that he wrote that, that we have in our new Testament. So he's kind of developed his theology uh, over this time and uh, figured these things out. And, and in uh, Romans 5, he's talking about affliction. Um, and I, the way he talks about affliction is very similar to the letters where he's talking about being in prison. Um, and so I, I think that has kind of informed him in his theology. Uh, but when he, was, when he had that time in prison and he saw that affliction that, that he was going through, um, you know, Paul did not call Caesar Lord, uh, for Paul Lord was was the title for Christ for Jesus, uh, and the Romans uh, and the Christians in Rome I think are kind of going through a same kind of kind of time and and hardship and bumps in the road there, uh, and to where they are being uh, all of them are being persecuted for that. Mm -hmm. um, Paul was sent to prison, you know, dealt with uh, all of those stories. And I think when he's talking about affliction here in Romans 5, and he says, you know, affliction uh, leads to en endurance, which then leads to, uh, um, um, and it just left me, um, but then it ends in hope. 
So it's affliction leads to endurance, which leads to character. There we go. Which leads to hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's the journey that Paul felt himself in. Yeah. In that, in that time in, in prison and the other ways that, that he was afflicted, all of the, and you can read about all of those things uh, uh, in Acts and and in, in Paul's other letters. Um, But I think he saw himself grow in that way Mm -hmm. and that he's, this letter to the to the church in Rome is saying, this is what I've learned along the way, and this has been my experience, that, that I was afflicted because of my faith and was mm-hmm. persecuted because of my faith. And this is what I've learned is that I've come out of that and I still have hope uh, in, this, in this Jesus that we call Lord. Yeah. Um, and so he, the, the affliction that he's, he's talking about is not a generalized just kind of affliction. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not just talking about it in general terms. For for me, listening to it, he's talking about it in very personal terms. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's important to hear uh, two things that he's not saying. He's not saying that God caused the affliction, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's not saying that all affliction is good. I mean, yep. the, I think those are two statements that are blatantly false, and that Paul himself does not make. Right. Um, but but I I hear those two things over and over again. And just, uh, you know, just something I think is important to kind of set the record straight here with Paul is that he does not say those things. Um, And if we're talking about the source of of Paul's affliction, at least in being put in prison, the source was the system, Uh, you know, was the empire, was the, Mm -hmm. you know, so we can point and we can see where the the source of, of, of that affliction was, and it was in... Uh, the way that Rome was structured and the way, you know, that Caesar was worshipped, um, uh, you know, in that time as well. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack, Dave. Uh, <laughs> you know, normally it takes us like 35 minutes to get there, but here we are. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I think that's wonderful. Um, I, you know, and, and so we're talking about the word affliction, right? And, and I think one of the things is, you know... Um, Without being too forward, right? Like Rome and the Empire of Rome is an is an incredibly hedonistic culture. Fair, I would think, right? If it if it if it feels good, if it smells good, if it tastes good, do it, right? Like it's well, well and and if you're a student of history, you know that Rome went through all kind of phases. Fair, you know there fair. were changes. There was you know the time when the Senate ruled, and then there was the time when when the Caesar ruled. Um, you know, and then we have, of course, all of the bad, the examples of the bad leadership that they had. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm putting that kind of mob. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but looking at you, Nero. Uh... <laughs> and there were others. Yeah, um, for sure. So to, 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 you know, Rome lasted for a thousand years. Yeah. So when I say hedonistic, I'm talking about current time period. I think when Paul is, is working through this and, and, you know, when I say that, I use it loosely in the sense of, so let's go back for a sec. So when Paul's talking about outward circumstance and persecution, you know, if you're coming from a cultural context or a perspective, whether that's theologically, whether that's personally, whether it's whatever, right? And and your God, um, whether you believe in the God we believe in, or you believe in one of the many gods that the Roman Empire pushes, right? Or outside circumstance, right? Because this is a very diverse time period in history, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. ours now, right? Mm-hmm. Um and oftentimes, I think my understanding of this time period is your circumstance is a direct reflection of your God or God's attitudes or attitude 
towards you. And so if you're Paul and you're following Jesus and trying to share Jesus and the love of God with people and you're in prison, <laughs> or if you're a people group who is trying to love Jesus and trying to love mm-hmm. other people, right, and yourselves and trying to do what Jesus is asking you to do or the way that you understand that, and your circumstances are horrific. The culture you're in is very much of like, well, God is causing your affliction because you, sorry, I caught myself, because you're awful and you deserve it. And so Paul is, I think, part of what Paul is making the case of is, you know, there's a there's afflictions that, not all affliction is good in the sense of, it's not it's not appropriate always to be like, well, God is working this out of me. Well, if you, you're making terrible choices and doing terrible things, it's not like, that's not the consequences of that isn't a test mm-hmm. or like, Hey, mm-hmm. it, it might be just like, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this context where, you know, I think at least there's a context here of so much of the cultures engineered around, like your lot in life and what you're currently going through is based on a God's love for you or a God's, dislike of you, right? Or punishment. And I think Paul is kind of like, like cutting that open and going, no, 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 no. I, I, the affliction I'm in, I'm experiencing isn't because God hates me. Right. Or because I did something I wasn't supposed to do or I'm wrong or I'm not worth it or whatever. It's, it's contrary to like, like you said, Paul's pointing right back at the system and going, no, 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 it's because that's ungodly and it's bad. That's right. Um, and so if you are a person in that time period who's being heavily persecuted and killed and hunted, um, you know, I look at these things, I try to at times, not to have this ego of like assuming I understood what it was like, but I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. You got young kids. And this idea that like people would be harming us and taking my children from me because I'm trying to love people, there's going to be some serious theological questions I'm asking. Mm-hmm. And so I think Paul's kind of coming through going, no, listen, listen, listen. Yeah, this is, this, this stinks. This is really bad. It's not good. Like we get that, but it's not God punishing you. Right. God isn't like disappointed in you or mm-hmm. like hating of you. Mm-hmm. And, and personally, the reason I'm, I'm so on this point is because this is a theology that I consistently come in contact with with yeah. Christians in the States yeah. of, of this God who is a God of circumstance and like, well, the reason you're going through that is because God is trying to teach you a lesson. I'm like, have you read Romans 5? Like, hold on, talk about, talk about. Like, what do what you, huh? <laughs> um, because if that is our response or, mm-hmm. or you know, if that's, I, I think to your point, I think it's, it's directly opposite of what Paul's trying to get at here. Mm-hmm. Paul's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 listen. Mm-mm. No, and 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 he's trying to get a message, I believe, to the to the Roman Christians there, a a, a message of hope, right? Not of that that God hates you, <laughs> which would be kind of a, a a weird thing for in context would be a weird thing for Paul to be writing. He's trying to to tell those those Christians about the hope that he has found. And persevering in his faith, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you look at this, this this is the message that is there in Romans five. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to be uh, pastoral. He's trying to be of comfort. He doesn't know these people, uh, but he kind of knows. He's been through kind of what they're going through mm-hmm. in ways, and so he's trying to be, to give words of hope and of comfort. 
uh, and uh, at the same time tell them to hold their course in their faith and in their walk of faith. He's not he's not ignorant to their plight. No. You know, he's no. he's in prison and <laughs> we think, right? Like uh-huh. and he's and there's no way I think personally I'm assuming some things, right? Coloring my own boxes, but like Paul Paul isn't unaware of like the persecution. Right? Not just from a personal place of like uh you know, cuz we talked about this too and and again, forgive me. Like one of the things that I believe is true of this time period is, you know, Caesar's God. So if you, this is one of the loopholes they catch him on, Mm -hmm. right? Is Mm -hmm. we'll say Caesar's God. And he's like, there's no, there's only one God and it's Jesus. And he, and they're like, shackle him (laughs) because that's illegal. Like you can't say that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being locked in prison or your freedoms being taken away from you or being persecuted or tortured or punished, right? Like Paul is literally living this out currently. And so when he's when he's sharing this with people, I think what's also to your point that's so fascinating is so often when I read scripture, right? I read it like this after the fact, like perspective, not like Paul's writing this while he's walking it. Yes. Like it's not a it's yeah. not a done deal. Like he's not dead. <laughs> he's he's it'd be hard to write. It'd be hard to write if you were dead. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right? But 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 it is an interesting take of like you're mm-hmm. talking about like this is the last one he writes, we think. Well, it's the last one that circulated, right? Like, but this is this is like why it's the play-by-play of while it's going down. And so he's he's informing his his letter and what he's writing to people based on his understanding and his perception of current events. But it's really neat to me that this is also something he's personally walking through. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's telling them not to lose their hope. And this is where, for me, as we continue the conversation, like next point, what's so hard about this is part of the reason I think, at least in my own life, as this is kind of manifest on that I think God is a God of circumstance and God's love for me is circumstantial, is partially because of things I've inherited and things I've people have communicated to me, but also my, my own my own sin and my own ego and my own pride is like, I'm trying to navigate these things of like, so wait, God, you're telling me <laughs> that if I, I follow you and I love you and I'm doing the best I can to do what you're, what you've intentionally created me to be, mm-hmm. that might look not super secure and stable and fun and good all the time. Like sometimes that means like, Oh, this is, <laughs> This is not outwardly, this looks terrible. Like this is it. Yeah. Oh, it's painful. And it's um, and so that is so anti our culture. Mm-hmm. Our culture is, you know, work really hard, make good choices, you know, make your money. If you do the right stuff, then the right stuff you, will happen you to you. You get what you earn. And and this is not how any of this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in that perspective, mm-hmm. right? And so I think Paul is kind of hitting those notes. And so for me, like, it's like, oh, wait a second. So if I am going to follow Jesus with total abandon, the guarantees are not, are not like, the guarantees are relationship with God mm-hmm. and and joy and peace. And uh, now I don't mean like, oh, I'm so happy this is happening. That's not what I'm getting at, but but that the relationship is intact mm-hmm. and that God hasn't abandoned me mm-hmm. in those circumstances. But it doesn't mean money in the bank account, mm-hmm. right. retirement fund, that I'll always be healthy. 
Like these are the things that it's like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Well, and Paul, um, you know, about this uh, earning or, or doing stuff to 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 earn that that love. Uh, he he outright says, you know, God loved us while we were still sinners. God loved us before we knew to turn to God. You know, we were we were. It talks about an ungodly you know world, uh, uh, or or the ungodly as those who who are not in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And he says, but God loved us even then. Um, before we did anything, you know, to to try to earn uh, anything, God loved us. What love given to us from God is not a wage earned. Right. And that's, I still struggle wrapping my brain around the idea that like, oh, God loves me. And that's the default position. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how do I earn it? And God's like, dude, <laughs> stop. Once, once again. <laughs> once again, let's come back for a sec. And and because that's such a, I, I, you know, for me, when I think about faith and we're, we're using Paul in Romans 5 and, and we're in Lent, right? All these contexts of as we've been doing these podcasts and, or this series at least. And, and that's the concept that's for me is so tricky is wait, 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 wait. So God just loves and it's not earned. It's freely given. What do I do with that? And then conversely, the other thing that I think is so hard, um, and if I'm reading Paul's letter and my family's getting persecuted, that love isn't just for me. It's part of the challenge of this. That's like, I, I've never been in a situation, like I've been hurt by people. We've all been hurt by people, right? We've all been hurt by things mm-hmm. um, and to varying degrees, right? But I've never had like my children's lives like in danger and somebody being like, love your persecutors. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, or, or like God's like, Hey, like I love you, even if you don't love me back. And then Paul's kind of <laughs> like hitting this point where it's like, but you know, God loves you and they don't. Hmm. I'm like, I don't like that. Cause that's incredibly challenging because if I can chalk it up to circumstance and I can, I can chalk it up to wages earned, then I got status. Mm-hmm. Then I'm owed. You have control over it. And God's like, nope. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's for everybody then? Fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're I don't don't really want to bring up another the topic of justice, but <laughs> but God's justice does exist. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Paul's not talking about it in this passage. Um, but the the somehow that that justice means that that people are punished, um, you know, because they've done wrong. Um, you know, that, that happens and God's justice doesn't, doesn't, you know, shirk from that, but, but God's grace covers everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and is a, uh, really the, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a podcast on justice. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't, I didn't say what I'm not saying here is it's not permissive mm-hmm. or lack of accountability or responsibility unto the things that we have done to one another. Like, uh, we're not doormats, right? Like we're not like, like God isn't th- these people that Paul's writing to, he's not like sit there and take it. Right. He's like, protect your kid. Like, like the, Paul would never be like, uh, you know what? You should just die <laughs> terribly. Like, good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think what he's encouraging is, is, you know, when we talk about control and the lack of it that we have, when, when it's all said and done, but the thing we do get to push into 
the thing that is constant is the love of God mm-hmm. and the relationship that God wants to have. So in the midst of that affliction, right, that is something that stays secure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when we are, when our faith is being, um, you know, when we're going, growing in faith and character and to hope, right, and refined in that process, um, it's important that I think we remember that, uh, you know, I, you're you're just a little bit further along on the road than I am. Um, and, you know, when I started my journey, my perspective of faith and God's love for me now is much deeper mm-hmm. and broader because I've been through some stuff. Now, let's talk a little bit, too, about, because um, you did mention it before about the uh, God's not punishing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've kind of, I think we've touched on it a little here and I think we've hinted at it too, but like, I really want to like go into that a little bit deeper on. So what does it mean that like God doesn't cause the affliction? Like God doesn't cause like the, that's what Paul's saying here, right? Like we think it's like, Paul's not like, uh, you know, well, the reason you're going through this is because God is testing you and Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. deserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul is, I think conversely saying the opposite, which is like, no, God loves you. And that's the constant in this. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been around like very bad takes on that. Mm-hmm. There's some Christian cliches. I'm not going to go into yeah. uh, that people say, but you know, this perspective that Paul has, I think is really cool. Um, and it's unique. Like you said to his person of he's literally walking this out. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's in prison, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, waiting for trial right. so they can kill right. him. Right. <laughs> And and he doesn't claim that God put him in prison. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, no, that's a great point. You know, the the he understands that that his faith is pulling him in in ways that opposite of what I'll say culture is uh, at the time, um, and that the systems that he is a part of, and we talked about systems what two weeks ago, um, the systems that he is part of, the the the. Roman law at the time, the 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 whims of the of the Caesar, um, you know the. Um, it's a, by the way, time out real quick. <laughs> that is such a fantastic way to understand that is like the whims of Caesar. Continue. I love that. I think that's fantastic. that could be a band name. That could it? be a band name. <laughs> and what what genre are they? It depends on the Caesar. Like every week, it's just different. It's so good. It's got to be punk crossed with something else, though, right? The whims of Caesar. This week we have bagpipes. <laughs> Never. Punk, punk bagpipes. I love that. Uh, but so, you know, it's easy to point to all of these things that are broken in the system that he is a part of mm-hmm. and that has caused him injury. Yeah. Um, and, and and not Paul by himself, but, but um, you know, vast numbers of, of people at right. the time. You know, and to say that sin is within those systems is, and there are ultimately people who are making those systems and who are participating in those systems. And there are going to be individual sins, and then there's just sin that's there. Right. Because everything is so, uh, has grown so much and has gotten so big and out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, you know, Paul, Paul recognizes all of those things and is keeping his faith in spite of it. Now he's a Roman citizen. So he has privileges that a lot of people don't have. 
uh, and he's pulling out every loophole that he can, um, you know, and he talks about that in his letters. So he's he's uh, fighting the system, uh, you know, by by having kind of a privileged role within that system. Yep. And so he's using that to try to to stay alive. He mm-hmm. ultimately fails. So something I want to make a I think this is a really good or a part of our conversation that also needs to happen. So one of the things we're, I, I'm not going to speak for Dave, but I will for a second, that I, I that I think we're saying that Paul is not doing, when we say that Paul is using every loophole he has to stay, you know, not dead, <laughs> is not, because um, the word persecuted right now, in 2023 America, Oftentimes, when I hear people use it, I go, "I don't, I don't think that word means what you think it means." That's right, Amigo Montoya. Like, I don't, I don't think it, 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 you know, Paul isn't, you know, at the slightest inconvenience, like losing his temper mm-hmm. and like going off on people because they won't do the things that he wants to do. When we talk about him being smart and using these loopholes to to continue to do the work of the gospel. He's not being a jerk about it, right? He's not like this entitled, like, you know, he's not like looking at every little thing that happens to him going, oh, I'm being persecuted. Like, uh-huh. this is legitimate yeah. persecution. He has made conscious decisions that he knew the consequences of, and he's not blaming God and saying, well, God did this so that I could, you know, whatever. It's He's like, no. I full I I knew I was going to jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I knew this was going to happen and he is and he is masterfully like you're saying. He's calling those things what they are. Mm-hmm. And he's functioning within those systems and the in the capacity in which he's navigating all these different things. But he but he's done this job of of labeling as as to what they are. It's not mm-hmm. um but for me I I think that's worth pointing out too. So when we say persecution <laughs> And we say that Paul Fold knows well. I'm not talking about... I'm going to step in it for a second. Okay. I'm not talking about 2023 America where, like, there's a misunderstanding or and somebody has a different opinion than me. And, oh, I'm being persecuted for my religious belief. No, 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 no. That's... Mm-mm. Paul's literally in jail awaiting trial where the road he's on leads him to death. There are people who are being taken from their homes and murdered because they're trying to love their neighbors. This is persecution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've had people claim that, you know, that I'm talking with who says we're being persecuted because we're Christians. And I have to say, wait a minute. We're sitting in a church that's clearly marked as a Christian, you know, location. Uh, we're talking about clearly Christian things. And I have no fear whatsoever that the Gestapo or secret police is going to come banging on the door to arrest us for doing this. You know, we are practicing our faith in the open. Um, we're we're not we're being protected. We're protected. We're not being persecuted. Uh, that's not Mm-mm. to say persecution doesn't happen, even also today true. in 2023. Uh, but to say that you know we as Christians are being persecuted. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that. I would, I would argue, um, that's right, I'm arguing, that personal persecution or biases because of your faith and the way that you're trying to reconcile those things, on a personal level, absolutely, I think that happens. 
to some degree, and there's varying degrees of that. When we're talking about systemic mm -hmm. persecution, uh, not on this podcast, but if you wanted to, we could go get coffee, and I can walk you through what I consider some systemic sure. issues that would be very much in line with what Paul is talking about here and going, oh, that that's persecution. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what I'm not saying is we are a protected—it's not protected class. We are a protected group. We are our rights to— worship in public and to and to worship our God in the way that we see fit is protected in our country. Um, as is any religion. As is any religion. Um, but on the personal level, you know, I, you know, I don't want to say you're persecuted. I would say that there's some difficulty because you're probably rubbing elbows with some people who have had very bad experiences with Christians, and they might take that stuff out on you. But we're talking about an issue of justice mm -hmm. that is that is systemic wide, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. I think you said that brilliantly before. On Paul is taking it not just the personal level where people are struggling; he's he's like calling out the entire political uh, and cultural structure that has become this giant thing that is just causing harm, and he's navigating it. Um, at a personal level, but I would also say from a from a not political, but it, but from an organizational level where he's not just thinking about himself, he's thinking about all these other communities that he's planted mm -hmm. and people that he's connected to, and how this overarching structure then like goes at this other thing too. So it's not just his own personal stuff he's trying to communicate here. I think it's a, um, and I think for us too, one of the really difficult things that I think. Christians in modern-day America are trying to reconcile amidst all the other things that are currently happening, is um, we're trying to, like, there's some there's some uh, accountability and some things that are being brought up that are really good critiques mm -hmm. and are pretty, <laughs> like, that is a problem, and we do need to address it, and sometimes the way that that information is presented to us we don't like because it's very uncomfortable it's hard. Um, I wasn't there when those people did that. So like, why am I at fault? And, and so, but at the same time, like trying to navigate that, let's remember, I think what Paul is talking about here is this is a, a historical context of he's navigating it personally and how he's working through things that he full knows the consequences of his actions mm -hmm. or as, as well as he can know them. Right. But then two, He's he's one of the he's not the CEO, but he's like one of the leaders of the movement. Mm -hmm. And so he's also writing this from the perspective of like, hey, those of you who live in this empire understand that when you do these things. The consequences I'm facing amidst my privilege and the things I'm navigating are the mm -hmm. same consequences mm -hmm. you're going to go through. Mm -hmm. So don't think that God is afflicting you. Mm -hmm. There you go. I finally landed my point. There you did. Thanks, everybody, for <laughs> staying around for that. Well, and the point of this passage, um, I mean, he talks about the affliction in this way, but he's saying my relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. helps me to navigate. You know, he's, he's making it very personal in his relationship with Christ. Yes, that helps him navigate all of this difficulty that exists around him. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, I said this in the sermon, but the thing that really kind of strikes me is that he comes from this this Jewish background and a and a professional 
of the law uh, is steeped in that. And then he has this transformational moment where he, he learns who Jesus is and then walks with Jesus for a while and begins to do the things that Jesus teaches. He knows both kind of sides or, or both systems um, mm-hmm. that are out there, the, the system, the Jewish system of the law. And then uh, he's also, you know, had this encounter with Christ and he decides that he's going to stick with Christ. And he's seen how this relationship with, with the, the true Lord mm-hmm. uh, has helped him to navigate all of this difficulty in his life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's his message then to the, to the church in Rome is this relationship is is so worth it? Yeah, it's so worth it. That where and and I think too. So we've said this before. I'm just going to say it for clarification purposes too. Is one of the things that we are vehemently against, right? Is the overgeneralization of religious people and their understanding. So something that I grew up hearing all the time is like, well, the Jews got it wrong. Jesus got it right, and I'm like, but Jesus was Jewish. So hold on. And so Paul is. Um, is, I think, walking out this repentance and this penance, if you will, of understanding it, like, oh, I misinterpreted. It wasn't—it's not like him pointing the giant fat finger and going—he's pointing it and going, hey, here are the problems in our theology and, like, mm-hmm. collectively his time period and his day and the people he was connected to. But at the same time, he's like, Jesus is the fulfillment of all these things. He's not saying that Jesus and, and the Jewish people are at odds— He's saying, I think that Jesus and the current institution mm-hmm. and the way that like they're we're talking about things mm-hmm. are at odds. Mm-hmm. And I think it very importantly, that's in especially in our current modern day context when we're talking about right now, like to loop it all back. Affliction, you know, personal relationship and how we do this. Um Paul's talking about the fulfillment of like all of these things are fulfilled in the person of Jesus, and this is where this leads us if we're reading it and worshiping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's not telling us that they're all terrible, horrible people, and da-da-da-da. Nope. Like, that's not it at all. Um, but I, man, like, I I, like, <laughs> I hear this stuff, and it's like, well, you know, like, they da 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 and I'm like, no, 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 like... Well, in the Gospel of Matthew, it says specifically Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Right. So, yeah. so they're they're not at odds. Mm-hmm. Paul is living this out and going, "Oh, I got it wrong. Mm-hmm. I." Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the reasons I think he brings up his credentials is not to speak for everybody else. He's like, "I am the chiefest of sinners." He doesn't go, "You are the chiefest of sinners," and so he's and and. One of the things that's so interesting to me, and we're kind of talking about him being in Rome and, and where his journey is about to end, is it's it's not poetic to me, but it is fascinating to me that the way in which Paul dies and the road leading to that is eerily similar similar to how he was treating people before he repented and turned. He was... I mean, it's like, oh, you believe in this? Well, if you believe in it, here are the consequences of that, and I'm going to make sure those consequences come to fruition. And it's like, how do you feel about that now, Paul? And Paul's like, well, if I do this, these will be the consequences of my actions. And this is back to affliction, mm-hmm. is it's it's so fascinating and powerful to me that Paul's like, I didn't have it right. 
I'm trying to get it right now, and I will not move from my conviction because I'm to the point of my death, personally my death, I believe this to be true. And so Roman, like the book of Romans or the letter of Romans is so powerful to me, especially in five where he's talking about this. It's like, this isn't just an isolated thing that he's sharing with Rome. Like you said, it's a compilation theologically of his entire journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh, so you're not just talking about the affliction that you're currently experiencing. You're naming that and you're talking about it. But it's like, this is your quote unquote the theological development of this since you started walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. And this is where you want to end it. This is this is how you want to share it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the letter of Romans is is a summary. I mean, be- beginning to end is a summary of Paul's theology and the way he's kind of lived it out and discovered it and through prayer and through his time. Um you know, before and then after the, 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 uh, you know, the conversion moment with Jesus. Um, it, it's, it's really interesting when you look at it that way, um, as a summary of the theology. Yeah. I'll say, uh, my, my final contribution, my final thought for, for this week's podcast is, um, uh, it's encouraging to me now. Cause when I started being a believer, uh, I was very sure, that I was correct on all the things that I knew. And now I'm not so sure on a lot of things, but I've grown and it's encouraging to me uh, to read Romans and go, Oh, so did you, Mm -hmm. this is a part of the journey. And, you know, I I believe that part of him is, is understanding that like time is limited now. It's not that he didn't think before either, right? He's like, I'm prepared to die. I'm like, yeah, okay. And now you are gonna. Uh, but um, we talk a lot about like the Last Supper and like Jesus's final moments on the earth and like with the people before he's going through all the horrific stuff he went through, which we'll get to later because, you know, Lent. Um, <laughs> but, but, and what did Jesus do with that? And like, for me, this is Paul's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost at, it's almost time to go be with Jesus. And this is how he chooses to spend that time and, and, and the things he chooses to communicate. Um, and so for me, like, um, however much time I have left, it'll be really fascinating for me to do that inventory too of like, where did I start? Where am I now? Um, and my, my hope and my nudge and my encouragement to those of you who are watching and listening, um, and to myself included is, you know, don't be scared or afraid as you, as you're, theology is challenged and you're changing. Um, Because the way that I would have answered the question of affliction is very different now (laughs) than when I started. So, Well, I mean, that's part of our journey is growth. And to grow, we have to shed that shell (laughs) that that we found comfortable before uh, and move out into the the new world, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, growth is a series of of learning new things and discarding those old things or tweaking them and seeing how they were um, just not a, a good fit uh, before. It's <laughs> one way to say that. Yeah, um, for sure. But growth is uh, uh, is part of the blessing um, that comes with with following Christ. Right. It truly is. That's awesome. All right. Well, I'm Pastor Kelly, and I'm Pastor Dave, and we will see you on the next one.